It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show that way. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Participate in Friday's weekly Friday mailbag, as in tomorrow's. Make sure to at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. On today's episode, it's yet another Locked On NFL crossover Thursday. Going to sit down with the two hosts of Locked On 49ers, Eric Crocker and Brian Peacock, and break down the key storylines. I'm sure you all know what those are since we've been talking about them all week. The key matchups in this game and who we think is going to become victorious will the Panthers fall to one and four get to two and three or will it be the 49ers get to three and two or fall to two and three we'll figure that out here right now welcome to another locked on podcast network crossover episode Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker from locked on 49ers with Julian Council of locked on Panthers this crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at prize picks prize picks is so much fun And it's easy to play. No competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And by the way, thanks for making Locked On 49ers and Locked On Panthers your first listens every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is what we do. Julian, good to see you, man. How are things over there with the Carolina Panthers? I think the season has probably not quite started uh, as everybody would have hoped. Uh, What's the biggest storyline going on in Carolina right now? Yeah, Brian, Eric, things aren't great here in Carolina. The vibe is way off, and it's been off for a a long time. They've lost 10 out of their last 11 games under Matt Rule, dating back to last season. And there's really two storylines, Baker Mayfield being the worst quarterback in the NFL through four weeks, and it's also why does Matt Rule still have a job? And I'll talk about the latter one first. I don't really see what benefit 
it would be to the Carolina Panthers organization to cut bait with Matt Rule at this point in time. They spent the entirety of the offseason building a roster that you can win with. He has 11% of the roster of active and practice squad players that played for him at Baylor or Temple. So you alienate those guys if you fire him after four weeks or even five weeks into the season. And if you look at the NFC as a whole, but even the NFC South, they're only one game out of first place right now behind Tampa, who's two and two, the Panthers sitting at one and three. So I don't really see how it's a benefit. Also, you look at it in the coaching market, you're not going to hire anyone until January anyway. So why would you fire someone in October and coaching candidates will emerge and also take themselves off the list over the next couple of months as the season plays out. And if you're a coach out there, are you really trying to come to an organization whose owner says back in April, he's going to be patient who has a report come out last week from Ian Rappaport that he's going to be patient. And after four or five weeks, he decides, actually, I'm not going to be patient. I'm done with my handpicked coach who I fire, who I brought in and fired Ron Rivera for. So I don't really think that it would benefit the Carolina Panthers. And also, like, all it would do is just give the fans a head. It wouldn't change the fact that Baker Mayfield is playing horribly. And it does not matter who the coach is. If the quarterback play is as awful as it's been, and Baker Mayfield, his QBR, it's only better through the first weeks of the season than Jamarcus Russell, Blaine Gabbert, and even Jimmy Clausen to this point dating back to 2007. He's playing at a Jimmy wow. Clausen level, and we saw Jimmy Clausen here in Carolina. So if he's going to play that bad, I don't really know how Rule or an interim or anyone is going to have success here in Carolina. The offense has been god-awful. They are last in basically every category that's important. So, yeah, the storylines have been Matt Rule, why does he still have a job, and also Baker Mayfield. How on earth are you worse than Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold were for the first two years here in Carolina? So the vibe... Ain't great so far heading into this week five matchup against the number one defense in the league. Oh. Perfect timing. It's bleak. I-, I wanted to ask, why is the offense so bad? Because heading into the season, I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, you got, uh, you know, receivers. You got like a plethora of receivers. It felt like you have a, a running back with Christian McCaffrey. And we'll see, you know, how his health is. It kind of comes and goes. Uh, nice young tight end. And I felt like it was an offense that was almost like a quarterback away. And Baker Mayfield or at least what we've seen of him up to this point, he's not this terrible quarterback. So why has he kind of fallen off of the cliff? Is it more so Matt Rule and kind of how he implements the offense and it's just not working? Or is Baker Mayfield as bad as the numbers say he is? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Now, it has not, Matt Rule hired Ben McAdoo, okay? So he fired Joe Brady. There was a report that came out from Jay Glazer that he needed to hire a rock star OC to keep his job, which didn't make any sense because if you put that out there, why the hell are you going to keep Matt Rule around anyways? And what coach is going to willingly sign up who is, you know, someone who's wanted is going to sign up for a job where a guy might be fired at some point that next season. So it's Ben McAdoo's scheme from a lot of people I talk to does not necessarily fit Baker Mayfield. He struggled a lot. When it comes to batted passes, he leads the league through four weeks of 11 of them. And since he entered the league back in 2018, he's had the most batted passes. He had five last week against Arizona. One of them ended up in an interception. That's his height. That's timing. Could also blend the offensive line and not getting a better push off of those guys. But overall, the offense, it's a quarterback problem. And I think with the roster, it's a quarterback problem. The Panthers had the number two defense in the league last year in total defense. They talked about to go from good to great this year. They needed to get more takeaways, which they've scored two touchdowns the last two weeks defensively, and they need to be better in the red zone. They're top three in the red zone. You have Christian McCaffrey. You have DJ Moore. You have Robbie Anderson. You brought in four different starters on the offensive line this season. The tight end group is the worst in the league, but the quarterback is what's holding them back. So Baker has no confidence. His footwork is terrible. 
no accuracy. He's not this bad, but he certainly has not gotten off to a good start. You can make whatever excuse about him not having OTAs, a mandatory minicamp, and everything going on with him having a sham quarterback competition. It doesn't matter, man. You got to figure it out. Through four weeks, he's been, other than Justin Fields, the worst quarterback in the league, and at least Justin Fields, I think, excuse. Wow. Coach watch already after four weeks of the NFL season. How about this? Why don't you fire Matt Rule, bring back Joe Brady as head coach, see if see if uh, the 2021 season flipped is why uh, uh, which coach was was basically the problem last year. Yeah, let's bring back the guy who had literally nothing to do with that LSU championship. He did not call the plays. He did not recruit the, the, the players. He did not coach the quarterback. This is the first year Brady's ever coached a quarterback in Josh Allen, who's obviously going to make him good because look good because Josh Allen's great. Didn't recruit Joe Brady, Joe Burrow. He didn't work with the wide receivers. So that's Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. But he did not call the plays. Like, so everyone, like, act like Joe Brady was – I mean, he did win the Broyles Award for the best assistant in college football. But he got way too much credit. And we saw during his time here in Carolina that he was not ready to be an OC. And he's damn sure not ready to be a head coach in the NFL. So let's go ahead and nix that one right now. <laughs> so is this a, an ownership, a GM problem? Then? It's an ownership problem. Okay. The okay. problem is they can't find a quarterback. Okay, who's the guy who forced him to run their first quarterback out of town? Like Teddy Bridgewater was the same guy he's always been when he was here in Carolina in 2020. The roster around him was crap. The defense didn't get good until like the last seven weeks of the season. But overall, I mean, and also offensively, like Curtis Samuel had a thousand yards that year from scrimmage. So did Mike Davis filling in for Christian McCaffrey. Rob Anderson has best year. DJ Moore did what he did. Four guys over a thousand yards from scrimmage since then. The offense has been terrible. I'm not acting like Teddy Bridgewater was ever the answer here in Carolina. But since then, it's been Sam Darnold, who's been the worst starter since the end of the league. And now Baker Mayfield for four weeks has not been great. The owner, David Tepper, is the one who forced the move because he didn't want to watch uh, Teddy Bridgewater play anymore. And he doesn't have the patience to see through a rookie quarterback like your ownership group will have with Trey Lance when he's back healthy next season. A lot of it goes to David Tepper. He's the one who brought in a college coach who never beat a ranked team, who never won a conference championship. Now, Nuance, the job that Matt Rule did at Temple and Baylor was phenomenal, but still, not like you brought in Nick Saban, who also failed the NFL level. A lot of this has to do with David Tepper. So you can blame Matt Rule all you want, but the guy who's going to have to fire him and find a new head coach is the same guy who hired him in the first place. So do you, do you trust David Tepper? I certainly don't. Look how the practice facility ended up in Rock Hill across the border from Charlotte. Didn't go great. Took him forever to get an MLS facility with the Charlotte FC here. A lot of the issues with the Carolina Panthers goes at the top, as it does with most organizations. It's David Tepper problem the Carolina Panthers have. Certainly Matt Rule hasn't done a great job. Quarterback plays been awful. But at the end of the day, I place it on David Tepper. If I were on Locked On 49ers back in 2017 or 2016, I think this is probably how <laughs> I would have sounded. So I, I probably should stop. I don't even want to say complaining. But having anything bad to say about Jimmy Garoppolo or uh, Kyle Shanahan because Julian has it way <laughs> worse right now with or, the Carolina Panthers. I apologize, Faithful. Or Jed York, the ownership. Remember the Harbaugh thing? It's like, oh, man, how could you fire such a great head coach that brought your organization to the Super Bowl and all this success? And, it's tough, uh, guys. Yeah, there are some organizations that definitely that, that have it worse. Okay, the biggest storyline with the San Francisco 49ers next and julian we might have a guy for you as the next head coach Please. of the carolina panthers uh we'll get to that next some key matchups and of course predictions for week five <laughs> 
Do you ever wish before an NFL game uh, you could get up-to-date, accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. And how about this? That sounds familiar. Elias, why do I know Elias? Well, the Elias Game Plan Sports app from the most trusted name in sports statistics, that is the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of United States Pro League since 1913, like the NFL. You see and hear trusted facts all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcast, your favorite podcasts and TV shows, right, that bring up the Elias Sports Bureau. And with the new chat function, you can talk to them directly and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or fantasy leagues. All this data backed by the Elias Sports Bureau Bureau just just proves the decisions that you want to make the next time you uh, bet on a game or set your fantasy lineups. It's just, you know, I love getting that validated information from the best statisticians that are out there. That is the Elias Sports Bureau. So take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. Uh, You can get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. Find the Elias Game Plan sports betting app in the App Store, Google Play Store today, and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL25. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, uh, Julian, there's going to be a name out there as a head coach candidate, and he's currently in charge of what is the best defense, I think, in the NFL. Uh, just watching teams around the league, watching what the 49ers are doing, looking at it statistically. And if the biggest storyline is how bad the offense and the quarterback play has been for the Carolina Panthers, I don't know if this is the get the get right week, right, Croc, for the Carolina Panthers. Is this the first time the biggest storyline is not how bad the offense has been for the Niners, actually. It's how good the defense has been. The defense has been really good. The 49ers defense is on fire. I just saw Lewis Riddick post some numbers, and the 49ers are off to a historically great start. Now, obviously, there's a lot of season left, but to this point, and he tweeted out, they've given up 11.2 points per game. And he compared that to the Baltimore Ravens in 2020, which is most notably one of the best defenses of all time. They gave up 10.8 points per game. And 49ers defense actually wasn't responsible for some of the points given up because they had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. And Jimmy Garoppolo ran out the back of the end zone against the Denver Broncos. So we're talking about you can actually take nine points away and they're probably averaging somewhere around uh, 10 points per game given up right now. And even a couple more scores against the Chicago Bears where it's just a super busted coverage that is hard to account for. But when those 49 players are on it, 
and they're all dialed in. They're playing extremely well. And uh, we talk about the Carolina Panthers and them getting back on track. And, you know, anything can happen any given Sunday. Again, we saw the 49ers give up 19 points to the Chicago Bears, but I don't know if this is the, the game that the Panthers wanted coming off of all this adversity that's going on right now. Yeah, this is definitely not the get-right game for the Carolina Panthers looking at defense. And you bring up D'Amico Ryans. That would be a name I'm certainly sure a lot of people would love had here in Carolina. I've heard reports that David Tepper would likely go to probably a retread. Not a fan of that. Would love D'Amico Ryans. And if you look at Rick Scangarello, who's now the OC at Kentucky, he's working with a quarterback in Will Levis who already knows the offense has become very popular across the NFL. That might be a great trio to bring here in Carolina. But yeah, this is not... Not a get-right game for the Carolina Panthers. When you look at matchups, guys, I'm really excited to see what Iki Iquanu can do against Nick Bosa. I probably should be scared, considering he's leading the league it's with six sacks, has 30 pressures through four weeks. But Iki, <laughs> week one, week one, he struggled against Miles Garrett, but he's gotten progressively better. And this is another one of those litmus tests early on in his rookie season to see if he is a player who can really be that stalwart at left tackle here in Carolina for hopefully the next 10 years because that was a literal revolving door since Jordan Gross retired following the 2013 season here in Carolina to find that left tackle and they finally found it hopefully with the sixth overall pick I also look at JC Horn versus Debo Samuel two Gamecocks I'm certainly I'm certainly sure a lot of people here in, in Charlotte who are big Gamecock fans will be excited to see that matchup as JC back healthy has been really good at corners so far. I don't think a lot of people in the league have taken notice just yet, but if he can go out there and lock down Debo Samuel on Sunday, that would be something that would really put the league on notice. And whatever matchup looking at, Jeremy Chin, the Panthers' safety, went on IR on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. So out the next four weeks, that was likely going to be the matchup for George Kittle. Now that he's out, not quite sure what Carolina's going to do with him, even if they would have been able to do anything, anything with him at all. But now it's going to make it even t more difficult for Panthers defensive coordinator Phil Snow to find a way to be able to stop Kittle, who really him and Debo are big uh, assets of this offense with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback there in San Francisco. What are you guys looking at matchup-wise? I think the 49ers cornerbacks against DJ Moore right, hmm. and Robbie Anderson. I again, the offense has been – bad for Carolina but they do have some guys that can kind of get turn this thing around fairly quickly and it's DJ Moore and uh and Robbie Anderson those guys that can stretch the field they can uh really work all levels of the field DJ Moore a, a, a couple years ago I'd say before last year mm -hmm. I have mentioned something on tweet, Twitter about him I said DJ Moore is the receiver that the 49ers want Debo Samuel to be and since then, you know, the, the narrative on that has really flipped and you want to see more out of DJ Moore. And I'm not so sure it's his fault, but he's an extremely talented receiver with legit run after catch ability. But, you know, because of the quarterback situation, it hasn't had the opportunity. So I'm still excited to see the 49ers cornerbacks who have played extremely well. I mean, they are locking up on the outsides with Emmanuel Mosley and Traverius Ward or Mooney Ward as he goes by now. Uh, how would the receivers look against those guys and – Will it be as difficult for Baker Mayfield as it's been? Uh, I'd say, yeah, pretty difficult, but that's definitely some matchups that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, probably. I saw Joe Person, who covers the team for The Athletic. I put out a stat a week ago just talking about the wide receivers who Matt Rule challenged to gain more separation. DJ Moore hadn't really done a good job so far this year, but when he's been open, Baker's just missed him. Whether it's been high, it's been low, it's been to the other team, like we saw on Sunday against the uh, Cardinals. I, I don't think it's really a DJ issue and it's unfortunate because coming into this season 
I thought that DJ was going to finally have a stable quarterback situation because he's had over 1,200 yards receiving the last three years with the likes of Kyle Allen, a broken and battered Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, Teddy Bridgewater. You even look at now with uh, last year with Sam Darnold. That has not been the case. So really it comes out of Baker Mayfield trusting what's in front of him. Now the offensive line probably going to have some difficulties against that defensive front. I don't really look at as a DJ Moore problem more so than it's a quarterback problem so far as far as that matchup goes against a really good secondary. I'm going to go the other way. Uh, the 49ers offense is, is what I'm worried about in this game, looking at some of the matchups they have, because the 49ers defense is going to do a job, and I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. But we saw a couple of weeks ago against the Broncos, the 49ers held the Broncos to 11 points, but they were only able to muster 10 points themselves. So if the 49ers falter in this game, I think it's going to be because they can't block guys like Brian Burns, and, and I've loved him ever since he was at Florida State. Uh, I think he's a fantastic player, and yeah. the 49ers right now are rolling out there with you know four out of five different offensive linemen than they started with last season, and some really young guys with their first uh, extended starting experience on the interior, and then they lose Trent Williams to a high ankle sprain. Then his backup, Colton McKivitz, got banged up last game, so you're down to Jalen Moore playing left tackle. you got Daniel Brunskill sort of uh, – you know, the sixth man that can bounce in in any one of those spots. But there's a lot of high draft picks on that Panthers defensive line. And uh, Brian Burns uh, is, is a star in this league, even though he doesn't get a lot of credit nationally. He should get more than he gets. And that would worry me right now is that Brian Burns is constantly in Jimmy Garoppolo's face. He maybe throws the ball to uh, the wrong team. And the that's the recipe, I think, for disaster for the 49ers. So I'm looking at that on the 49ers offense against the Panthers defense. And further, those 49ers receivers, can they get some separation uh, against guys like J.C. Horn and, and the secondary of the, the Carolina Panthers for Jimmy G and make Jimmy G's job easier? So uh, Garoppolo can operate an efficient offense, but he needs, you know, uh, he needs to be able to, to be clean in the pocket for, you know, two and a half seconds. That's all he needs with that quick release to get it out and get those wide receivers open very quickly. Uh, that That's the key for the 49ers offense to score more than those 11.2 points so the 49ers can come out of there with the win. Um, next, guys, we've got to make our predictions for week five. I'm actually up against it time-wise, so I'm going to bail out on this, let Croc and Julian talk about the predictions for this game in week five, and uh, you guys can uh, – can take it away. I do want to thank everybody though, before I go for making locked on 49ers and locked on Panthers, your first listens every day for your second listens. Make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show locked on NFL draft featuring my guy, Eric Crocker and NFL key predictions every Friday. on locked on NFL locked on's local experts. Give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts, Bet online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. 
And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. I'll start with the uh, with the home team, Julian. How do you see this thing going this weekend? Uh not well. If I'm going to be honest with you, Brian, and same thing with you, Croc. It's uh it's a tough time to get the best defense in the league. Coming off a really good performance against a Rams offense that kind of sputtered entering the season, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, considering I mean, they were really good last year. Obviously, Super Bowl champions or reigning Super Bowl champions. I, I just don't know. The way to victory for this Carolina Panthers team, it's not necessarily offensively. It's getting short fields. And the defense, they had gone six games without a takeaway dating back to last season until they were able to get three two weeks ago against the Saints. And they got a defensive touchdown that day. They got one again last week with a pick six from Frankie Louvu, who has been one of the MVPs of the season early on here for Carolina. They've got to get turnaway, takeovers. And listening to Brian in the previous segment talking about, you know, one of the concerns that he has, if Brian Burns, someone who can get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, like if Garoppolo gets pressured, he's someone who will make mistakes. The Panthers can force him to mistakes and get a short field, put themselves in a position where maybe one or two plays, they can get right there and score a touchdown. That is what they really need to do. That's the only way I can really see them winning this game because offensively, if they have to go drive the field 75, 70 yards, I just don't think they can do that consistently enough to win a game against a team that has been phenomenal with a edge rusher like Nick Bosa, who's been in the backfield. I'm sure he's probably going to win that battle against Icky more times than not on Sunday afternoon. And then the secondary that's been really good and a wide receiver core who just has not, I guess, stepped up to the point that we would like to have seen him play, but also it really falls back on the quarterback. I have a hard time thinking the Carolina Panthers at home. And I'll put that in quotes because I'm sure there's going to be far more 49ers fans (laughs) at the stadium on Sunday. And that's always been an issue here in Carolina. Whenever Pittsburgh, where San Francisco, one of those legacy franchises, comes to Carolina. The stadium gets taken over. Hasn't been like the last two weeks of the Saints and the Cardinals, but there's been a lot of empty blue seats. And considering that a lot of fans are out on that rule at one and three, even though they're one game out of the division, they want them gone. I'm expecting there to be a ton of red and gold in there on Sunday to make it a tough environment and maybe even have the Panthers in the silent count. Like That's how bad things got here in Charlotte. I just don't have any faith at all in Baker Mayfield to play at a high enough level, especially against a defense like this, to have success on Sunday. And a guy whose confidence is shot, I just don't think the 49ers are a team to get your confidence back on. So it's unfortunate to say this, but I got to pick against the Carolina Panthers on Sunday against a team that I think is going to now go to 3-2. and two. It's it's tough, but that's just a state of the affairs right now here in this organization. The 49ers are currently six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Do you think the 49ers cover that spread, or do you think that the Panthers make it a closer game? Uh, I'd probably say they cover that spread uh, last. They've only lost like their three games. They've lost like the first two Browns came down to a 58 yard field goal. The Giants game even came down a 56 yard field. goal. the Panthers had a chance about those games to win it. They've lost by a combined 15 points. Like last week is the first time they've lost by two scores so far this season. But I definitely look at this as a two score loss, just based off of how good the 49ers defense has been. So six and a half. I can see the, the 49ers easily win this game by seven, even 10 points. You talk about how good the defense is, and I know we put a lot of emphasis on that, but as good as the defense has been, the offense hasn't been as sharp. 
uh, struggled to score 10 points, again, in the monsoon against Chicago Bears. They did kind of look like they were getting on the right track playing against the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and the 49ers put up 27 points. But then they came back down to earth and had a really tough time playing against the Broncos. They only scored 10 points in that entire game. And I think a big reason as to why the 49ers only mustered up 10 points was because they had a tough time really uh, getting Gregory, Randy Gregory, the edge rusher, uh, he was just wreaking havoc. Uh, you also had Bradley Chubb. Those guys were getting back there, and they made life difficult on the 49ers offense and Jimmy Garoppolo. He was never comfortable in that game. Now, last game, even with the 49ers getting more comfortable, uh, being able to protect Jimmy Garoppolo and some of the things that they were doing, they still only scored 17 points offensively. So this isn't an offense that has been really high-powered, and we're waiting for that breakout game. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see that against Carolina. Again, as bad as the offense has been for Carolina, they still have some guys on defense that can really change things. Well, let me uh, tell you this. So. Well, hold on. Let me tell you this. So you bring up 17 points. That's a key stat here in this game. Since Matt Rule's been here in Carolina, when his team gives up 17 or more points, they are 1-26. in 26. The, bar, the bar is not very high for the 49ers' yeah. offense. All they have to do is score 17, and they will win on Sunday based off of the 27-game sample size that we have leading up to Sunday afternoon. Well, there it is, folks. Uh, 49ers <laughs> will definitely win because I will bet every dime in my account that they'll score 17 points at the very least. It's a really weird offense because when you watch them, you're going to see moments where they're just clicking on all cylinders and they're coming out and they're firing and Jimmy Garoppolo's making some great throws. And then second half comes and they just have not been able to score points. Even against the Rams, albeit they did miss a field goal, they scored three points in the second half of that game. Uh, against the Broncos, three points maybe? Yeah. I think against the Seahawks, seven points maybe? And against the uh, Bears, I don't think they scored any points in the second half. So... They haven't been able to score points in the second half. Can the 49ers finally get points in the second half? And that would help them kind of come away with this W. Uh, I'm looking at the spread. Again, minus six and a half on betonline.net. And I'd say the 49ers cover it. Again, I, I kind of don't feel super confident. But again, it, I mean, it could be a 17-10 game. And, oh, okay, 49ers covered the spread. So uh, I'll probably give the 49ers a little bit more credit than that and go 20-13. to 13. But even then, 49ers still cover that spread. So I think that's my final score prediction there. Yeah, I, I could see that. I don't necessarily have a score. I, I do think the 49ers will cover. You bring up what, Brad, what Bradley Chubb and uh, Randy Gregory are able to do in Denver. They have two guys there in Denver. Carolina had that last year with Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns. Reddick's now up in Philadelphia. And I saw that he was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week with two Force fumbles, two sacks, uh, and two fumble <laughs> Could recoveries. Use that right about now. Yeah, I mean the Panthers. That was one thing that he came into the season wondering. As far as like, there was not very many questions defensively, plenty on offense, but defensively there really wasn't. But the one major question was, would someone emerge opposite of Brian Burns? And they didn't really bring anyone in this offseason could do that. Frankie Lewis done a really good job, but he's not necessarily an edge rusher in that manner like a Reddick was, and of course like a Burns is. So I think they might be able to get some pressure on Jimmy. I do expect them to be able to get a takeaway because you got to be able to get one. Like Jimmy always gives you one, and you're, when you're a good defense like the Panthers have, you're going to be able to be, figure out to get one takeaway at least in this game, and maybe that sets up a short field. But it's really hard for me, again, to see Carolina Panthers offense having enough success, especially when you bring up the 49ers not being great on the, in the second half offensively. That, that's the inverse of Carolina. They're not great at all in the first half. They only have one first-half touchdown so far as an offense. The defense has two. The offense has one so far in the first half of the first four games of the season. 
And just in totality, they just have not been a great unit. They're last in total yardage in the league. This is just not the right week for them to play the 49ers. And unfortunately, that's the case. Now, I don't know how you feel about it. But I mean, with Garoppolo in there, I feel like they have a better opportunity than it had it been Trey Lance, where the Panthers have really done a good job against young quarterbacks who are really playing in their first in their first season as a starter. So they might have had even more success against Lance than they would have had against Jimmy Garoppolo. But either way, I just don't think this offense can be able to make enough big splash plays or plays in general to win a game at home or a kind of at home against the 49ers. It's unfortunate the 49ers won't have Trey Lance for the rest of this year because he was trending in the right direction. And uh, once you lost him, you lost something in the run game where the 49ers uh, running game has not been great the last yeah. couple of weeks. You also lost the downfield throws where we haven't seen it at all now with Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, you missed some explosiveness. You gained some veteran leadership and uh, experience but it hasn't necessarily resulted in more points. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that, see how that does. And uh, Julian, man, I appreciate you coming on with this. Yeah, of course. No, I appreciate being on for you guys. And uh, to my listeners, make sure to uh, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Tomorrow's the Friday mailbag. So either at me or DM me, get those mailbag questions in, and we'll uh, continue to talk about this team and wonder where on earth this organization is headed. Great conversation there with Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker breaking down this week five matchup between your Carolina Panthers and their San Francisco 49ers on another Locked On NFL crossover episode brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. And yeah, guys, I just I hate to be negative. I was really venting there at the beginning of the show, and I feel like it took up a lot of the time there in that segment, but there's not really much to feel good about as knowing that the quarterback play is terrible and you probably have the wrong head coach. I don't think it's a bad roster at all, and that's really where my frustration is because I thought this could be a playoff team with improved quarterback play. They have gotten worse quarterback play than they got last year with Sam and a year before that with Teddy Bridgewater. It's just gotten worse. Teddy was better than Sam. Sam was better than Baker at this point in time, and unless Baker Mayfield is able to figure it out, which is a hard, hard press for me to believe that that's going to happen on Sunday, I just don't know how, one, the Panthers are going to be able to turn it around, and two, how Matt Rule survives. Like, he's likely going to get fired. As I told y'all, David Tepper has to pay this man no matter what. So maybe he's waiting for Matt Rule to go take another college job and forfeit the rest of the salary, or he's waiting until the Panthers are mathematically out of it. I don't know. Either way, it's just not a good situation here in Carolina. And if Matt Rule keeps losing, which I expect him to do on Sunday, at some point in time, they'll get rid of him. If they get rid of him now, I don't think it's going to salvage the season. It's not going to fix the fact that Baker Mayfield has been terrible. Maybe they'll start Sam Darnold whenever he's healthy, but he seems to still be weeks away. It doesn't help that Jeremy Chin's out for at least the next four weeks. The first lengthy injuries out of his career, he's only missed one career game up until this point in time. I don't know how it really changes anything if you get rid of Matt Rule. Like, you'll be happy because you fired the head coach, but will you be watching the game still, or are you still going to be upset when the team loses? Like, I don't know what it does other than give the fans a head. So, I I don't know, man. It's it's going to happen eventually, just considering I mean, he's 11 and 26. One in 26 in games where his team allows 17 points or more. They are 6 and 13 in the 19 of the last 21 games where they have led in the NFL. Like they've lost 10 of, 10 of 11. Like it's the stats are horrible. And there seems to be a new stat every day on social media of just the vast ineptitude of the Matt Rule coach, Carolina Panthers. The players are still behind him. They're still playing hard. The defense is still really good. Offensively, the O-line's improved. Wide receiver has play hasn't been great, but how much can you really put it on them? The quarterback can't get them the football. 
I don't know, man. It's been it's frustrating. I'm frustrated like you guys, but I appreciate everyone who's uh, kept it locked here on Locked On Panthers. And please, you don't have to watch, but keep listening, keep watching the show if you can do that for me. Uh, but that's gonna wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, which so many of you have done since the season started off, and since we started doing it back in February. And check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be able to rate, rate, review, subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, like tomorrow, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council, and I'll answer your questions on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding because we need to more than ever. And I'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.